This is Under the Crawl Space, a true crime podcast where I will cover everything from Heaven's Gates to the Green River Killer. Disclaimer, this podcast does have mentionings of subjects such as rape, murder, sexual assault, and more, so viewer discretion is advised. With that said, let's get to today's case. So I found a pretty cool book recently on Audible that has a bunch of true crime stories in it. And I think I'm going to add that to uh, the catalog of things I talk about, um, like serial killers, cults, religions, uh, anything horror, really, I'm, I'm going to cover. But on this episode, this is going to be the first of many, and uh, this is The Disappearance and Murder of Elaine O'Hara. Also, if you've noticed, I got a new mic, which uh, sounds much better uh, than the one that was on my headphones that I was using in the first episode. So now, from now on, I'm going to have some more uh, content to put out there from this book, and I've also got this brand new mic. Elaine O'Hara was an Irish childcare worker who disappeared in late 2012. Born in Dublin, Ireland on March 17, 1976, growing up, she was bullied in school and suffered many mental health issues from her teens. As a result, she was committed to a psych facility on more than one occasion. She had been treated by Professor Anthony Clare, who diagnosed Elaine with depression and borderline personality disorder. She also suffered from diabetes and dyslexia. Elaine had suffered many setbacks in her life, but the worst were two in a five-year span. The death of her mother in 2002 and the death of Professor Clare in 2007. On August 22, 2012, O'Hara went missing from her home. It was initially assumed she had disappeared while volunteering for the tall ship's race. However, she left her purse and cell phone at home. Security footage showed her leaving her house with a different phone. She was last seen by a jogger who used a run tracking app to track the miles he had ran. He was able to show investigators at what time and point in his run where he had encountered Elaine. He said she asked him how to get to the footbridge over the railroad tracks. And when he said he didn't know how to get there, instead of saying anything like thank you or okay, Elaine just walked away. It was later determined she was heading to Shenanaga cemetery the final resting place of her mother a woman was heard crying loudly in the cemetery by a witness the witness recounted seeing a woman that fit the description of elaine o'hara but could not positively id her see this is what's weird is that it stated that like a few hours before she last left when she was last seen she went with her father to shanga cemetery i don't know how to pronounce that but they had gone there around 3 or 4 p.m and she had left for the last time at around 5 p.m So why would she be going back to the cemetery? Like, I get that she misses her mom and stuff like that, but twice in one day? I mean, I guess I can kind of get it. Three days before the discovery of O'Hara's body, September 10th, 2013, three fishermen found a backpack floating in the Vartry Reservoir near Roundwood County. Inside the bag was a ball gag, handcuffs, clothing, and leg restraints. The following day, Garda, which is basically an Irish detective, James O'Donoghue, conducted a further search. This would turn up a Dune store loyalty card, which was later linked to Elaine O'Hara, and two Nokia burner phones. On September 13, 2013, dog trainer Magali Vernet was alarmed when her dogs kept bringing bones from a woodland area in Killikee Mountain. She contacted the landowner, who then dug up the skeletal remains of a human body, a bag containing gray trousers, a pair of denim shorts, and waterproof clothing. Now note that The last time Elaine O'Hara was seen, she was wearing a blue raincoat. This later would be said to be the decomposed body of Elaine O'Hara. And this was confirmed by dental records. So now we are going to get into the culprit, the sick fuck who who did this shit to to this lady. And just like uh, many serial killers, BTK, um, Ted Bundy, stuff like that, they all had relationships. This was a married man with children. So it just goes to show you that anybody... Um, no matter how they look, could be 
a, a fucking murderer, you know? That's why, you know, don't judge a book by its cover, because you never know what's on the inside. Graham Dwyer was a married father who admitted to having an affair with Elaine at the time of her disappearance. After police recovered the phones, they found text which led them directly to Dwyer. He had sent messages about his newborn baby girl and that he had come in fifth place in some sort of race. Police looked for babies born the day of the text and any races that had taken place the day of the text. When they found the correct one, it led them right to who else but Graham Dwyer. Dwyer groomed and killed Elaine for his sadomasochistic fantasies that included stabbing women during sex. Videos of Dwyer tying and stabbing different women during sex were also recovered from the Dwyer house. So this guy is very clearly a sexual sadist, which is when you are sexually aroused by inflicting pain on another person. And this usually, if not all the time, coincides or runs right next to socio sociopathy or um, antisocial personality disorder. Police said the text revealed Elaine and Dwyer were in a violent and abusive slave-master relationship. Dwyer would harm and abuse Elaine, claiming it to be a part of their sexual activities. Their sexual acts often included violence, knives, and bondage. Up to the point where, when Dwyer told Elaine to go to the woods because she was going to be punished, he said that he was going to stab her in the stomach with a knife. And she basically was like, oh no, I don't want to do that. That sounds like it's going to hurt. And he was like, well, you have a couple options. You can be tied up to a tree in the woods left overnight, or you can let me stab you in the stomach. And Elaine went with the latter. The messages also detailed Dwyer's murderous rape fantasies and elaborated on a range of ideas of how Dwyer could kill a woman and get away with it. Text also showed that Elaine, who really wanted a child, was asked to assist Dwyer with murder if he were to fulfill her wish. Using the Nokia phones that the police found, they were able to track Dwyer's location on the day Elaine disappeared using call record data. Text sent from Dwyer's phone show that on the day of the murder, he had ordered Elaine to go to near where the witness last saw her. Dwyer had also said that she would be in a lot of pain for the next few days. The police recovered footage from security cameras and saw that Elaine's residence, which showed that Dwyer was well acquainted with her. Semen found in the slain woman's bed was also determined to be Dwyer's. Forensic or DNA evidence linking to Dwyer to the murder has never been found. So now I'm going to get into the texts between O'Hara and Dwyer. And these can be kind of disturbing. Uh, also, they are in the uh, BDSM category. They're very sexual. Uh, and the names in the phones are Slave for Elaine O'Hara and Master for uh, Graham Dwyer. So if you hear me say that, it's not me being fucking, you know, weird. It's just the facts. So these are the messages from August 21st, 2012, the day before Elaine was discharged from the hospital, and also the day before she goes missing. 2.11 p.m. Slave. Why can't my punishments be like that, sir? A reference to living on bread and butter for a week. I'll take what you give me, sir, but can I have some punishments like that? Or live on a five-day and you take my cards, just normal? 2.13 p.m. Master. It's up to me. You have a big punishment coming. Getting knifed in the guts. 2.14 p.m. Slave. I know, sir. 5 p.m. Master. I'm heading out to the spot now to double-check. So if I'm the detective, or the, in Ireland, you know, the Garda, and I'm the one working this case, and I'm looking at these phones, and I'm reading these messages, and I'm seeing this, you know, master figure, who's Graham Dwyer, saying, oh yeah, by the way, you have a big punishment coming up, I'm gonna fucking stab you in the guts. Uh, that's gonna raise some red flags, and I'm gonna say, yeah, alright, this is definitely the motherfucker who did this shit. So now we're gonna get into the messages from 
the 22nd of August 2012, which is the date Elaine O'Hara leaves the hospital and also disappears. 8 a.m. Slave. This place, the hospital, although a pain in the ass at times, is safe, and because I know what's coming, I don't want to leave. 8.58 a.m. Master. It will be okay. Trust me. 9.10 a.m. Master. When you say you know what's coming next, what do you mean? 9.13 a.m. Slave. Well, tonight, and the talk about killing and stuff, but at the most, mainly tonight, I'm scared. 9.19 a.m. Slave. Did you know, sir, that I am scared of you? You have this hold over me that terrifies me. 9.54 a.m. Master. That's good for you to feel owned, and that your life is in my hands every time you submit to me. I love that. Thank you. Do not fear death. 9.56 a.m. Slave. Sir, can I ask a favor? To which Dwyer responds at 9.57 to say, yes. Slave. Please do not mention killing for a while until I settle back to life, please, sir. Master. But tonight's punishment will be like me pretending to do someone for real, okay? Now, this is a, a little while later, uh, around midday, 12.07 p.m. Slave. Got out earlier than expected. It's official. I'm out. On the way home. Master. Well, don't. I'm delighted. Slave. Any instructions, sir? Master. Have a bath. Make sure cunt is shaved. No underwear, not even a bra. Loose clothes. Footwear for mud. Make sure you are fed and take a painkiller. Can I do what I want until I'm needed? Slave. Master. Like what? Slave. I don't know yet. Just anything I want to do. Master. You will be in a lot of pain later and next few days. Slave. It's going to be that bad? I'm going to be busy next few days. Tall ships, please. Don't make it really sore, please. Master. You will have stab wounds. You know the drill. Last few did not bleed. These will. Slave. Sir, how many? Master. As many as I like. Slave. Yes, sir. Master. I want you to park at Shenanaga Cemetery at 5.30. Leave your iPhone at home. Just bring slave phone and keys. You will get further instructions there. Slave. Yes, sir. Are we doing this thing if it's raining? Are you coming back to my place? I need to clean. It's dirty. Master. Yes, if it's raining. No, I won't be back at your place. Slave. No offense, sir, but do we have to do it in the rain? It's cold. Master. Don't worry. It's never as bad as you think it's going to be. Slave. Yes, sir. Master, don't be nervous, and enjoy being told what to do. Slave, easier said than done, sir. Master, empty yourself and become nothing. You are property and a piece of slave meat. Your only job is to serve. Slave, can I wear socks with runners? Can I bring inhaler? Didn't have time to eat. Will we be back late? Master, yes to socks. Leave inhaler in car. You should be back at car about eight. More painful getting stabbed on an empty stomach. Suit yourself. See you in a bit. X. Slave. Did they close the recycling place at Shenanaga? Master. Stay in outer bit on way in. Slave. A lot of kids I work with live around here. Slave. Here, sir. Master. Okay. Take only keys and slave phone. Make your way on foot to park next to door and text me in middle. Slave. Please let me take my inhaler, sir. Master. Okay. Slave. Okay, sir. Is the park with the playing fields in the top part or bottom? Master. Okay, cross railway bridge in next part, near cliffs. So this was at uh, 5.37 p.m. So this is around the time where, in the beginning, you know, the jogger who saw her, this is her. Like, this is that interaction. Um, because 
She'd ask, hey, how do I find this footbridge that goes over the railway? Slave, I'm lost. I'm in football field now. Master, look for railway footbridge near footpath. Slave, here now. Where's park? Master, close bridge. Head for opposite end of park near steps to see. Slave, yes, steps here. Master, go down to shore and wait. And that last message was at 6 p.m. on August 22nd, 2012, and Elaine O'Hara would not be seen again until a year later, when her body was found decomposing in the Killikee Mountains. After his arrest, Dwyer pleaded not guilty to the charges bullshit against him and subsequently put on trial, where the prosecution claimed that Dwyer essentially groomed Elaine and killed her to satisfy his perverted sexual fantasies. The jury witnessed numerous videos that showed Dwyer tying up Elaine and stabbing her till she begged him to stop. The incriminating texts were also presented at the trial. After a short deliberation, the jury returned a unanimous verdict of guilty and handed Graham Dwyer a mandatory life sentence. He is currently incarcerated in the G2 wing in the Midlands prison, Port Louis. In 2020, the currently convicted murderer appealed his sentencing claiming that the mobile phone data shouldn't have been used in the trial as it breached his privacy, which is bullshit, because that's essentially what caught him, and he murdered someone. Uh, so, I mean, you know, play stupid games, you win stupid fucking prizes. The Supreme Court referred the case to the European Court of Justice. The ECJ had already made rulings that telecom companies do not have broad rights to retain data on citizens, and is reportedly expected to rule the same in Dwyer's case, which may set him free. For now, though, he remains behind bars. So that pretty much wraps up the case of Elaine O'Hara. And uh, some additional shit that I have to say is basically, um, keep that motherfucker in jail. That's number one. Number two, um, if he gets out of jail, I am 100% sure that he would become a serial killer. And you know whose fault it would be for him becoming a serial killer? Uh, the government in England. Because if they let him out, he will most certainly kill again. He is very clearly a sexual sadist, it, and it's also pretty clear that he's a psychopath. Um, so if they let him out, uh, he will probably wreak havoc, uh, just like he did with Elaine O'Hara. He won't stop. Alrighty, guys, this was the case of Elaine O'Hara. I hope you enjoyed it, and I'll be doing more content like this from uh, the book that I found recently. Um, on the next episode, I'm probably going to do um, like Heaven's Gate. I know I said that uh, in the last episode. But this was just uh, something that popped up, and I was, you know, pretty quick that I could uh, crank it out, and uh, I did. Um, but uh, next episode, probably either be like Children of God or the Jonestown Cult or something like that. And it might be, you know, like a three to four parter if it's one of the bigger cults, like Children of God. So just uh, beware of that. If you're into the long stuff, then you'll be pretty satisfied with that. With that said, peace.